We've had a number of great occasions, haven't we, in our national life over the last year or two. The Royal Wedding, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Times of great celebration and joy that were the result of months, and in most cases years, of careful planning. And of course, you hope and pray that nothing's going to go wrong. But the memory of the London bombings that happened, of course, just the day after the announcement that London were to get the Games in 2012, were certainly there in my mind. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one who prayed hard and then breathed a sigh of relief when everything went off without catastrophe. It would have been unthinkable, wouldn't it? Hard to imagine the devastation of a great celebration in our national life turning into catastrophe in one quick moment. But that's exactly what happened in the Bible reading we heard just now. Only the disaster wasn't the result of terrorist activity. It was something that came from the hand of God. And in one sense, that makes it even more shocking. What were the Israelites to make of what happened And what are we to make of it? Well, just to set the scene, King David, well, David had been anointed by Samuel as king one day when he was just a young man. And for years, he'd been unjustly treated and hounded by Saul, who was then king. But he'd finally come to the throne, and it was clear that he had an anointing from God. He enjoyed a time of great success in battle and of blessing in his family life. And the people could see that God was with him. He's described by God somewhere in the Bible as a man who had a heart after God's own heart. And David showed this in the way that he wanted to honor God and to make the Ark of the Covenant, which was the most powerful symbol of God's presence amongst his people. He wanted to make this visible and central within the life of the worship of God's people. And so he made plans to bring it up to Jerusalem, to the city of David. David wanted the ark to be something that wasn't just a mascot that was led out in battle, but central to the life of worship. It was a very good intention he had. It was something that the officials and the whole nation got behind him and said, yes, you know, this is good, David, go for it. And so this massive event within the life of the nation was planned. And that's where we pick up the story in 2 Samuel 6 today. So if you want to follow it, do grab a Bible and pick it up. 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we hear how the ark was placed on a new cart that was pulled by oxen. Verse 5, David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with songs and with harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. You can picture the scene, can't you? Great joy, great celebration. When suddenly disaster strikes, the oxen stumbles and the ark's in danger of falling off. So Uzzah reaches out his hand to steady it. And then in verse 7, the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore God struck him down and he died beside the ark of the Lord. In one brief moment, he was struck down dead. The scene of colourful, joyful celebration was transformed into shock, horror, and you can imagine like a stunned silence. It doesn't really bear thinking about, does it? David's first reaction in verse 8 is to become angry, and in one sense, who can blame him? He must have felt that sense of injustice. After all, Uzzah was only looking out for the ark. Wasn't it better that he should steady it than it should crash to the ground? 
David was doing all this for the Lord anyway, to honor his name. So God, how could you do this? But David's anger turned to holy fear, and he sent the ark to the home of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. It doesn't say, but you can only imagine that there must have followed a period of sober reflection. After a season of everything going swimmingly well for David, this was a salutary reminder for him that actually the success and the source and the reason of everything was about God. It all begins and ends with him. Yes, God desires and deserves our worship and our service, but he's a holy God and we can only draw near to him on his terms. David's intentions to bring the ark to Jerusalem were good, but his preparations were lacking. He'd sought the opinion of people, but not of God. Because if he'd been more thorough, he'd have remembered that the ark should never have been put on a a cart. God had given very clear instructions that the ark of the covenant was to be carried on poles, and carried by the Levites, the priests, who were set apart by God to handle the holy things. You can read about that in the earlier chapters of the Bible and in the parallel story in 1 Chronicles chapter 15. And David reflects and then realizes that God's judgment on Uzzah must have seemed severe, but actually for David it was a reality check, that God is a holy God and his holiness needs to be revered and honored. And it makes you wonder, doesn't it, whether with the sort of role of success and popularity that David had been enjoying, was it possible that he began to see himself as invincible? The creeping pride that so easily comes in with fame. Who gets the glory when things go well? There's a lesson for us all, isn't there? There's a proverb that says the purity of the human heart is tested by giving them a little fame. So for David, this incident was a reality check. And in humility, he responded, how can the ark come to me? But actually, humility is one of the most important qualities of any Christian, but particularly of those in Christian leadership. You only have to look at Jesus to see that. Peter, in his letter, exhorts us to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. So do pray. Pray for your leaders that God will give them grace to humble themselves. So back to the story of the ark. It was taken to the home of Obed-Edom and for three months it stayed there and blessing came to him and his whole household. And David got to hear about it. He knew it was the right thing to try again and to bring the ark to Jerusalem so that it could take its rightful place right there at the heart of the worship. But this time he made sure he did it the right way. So a second procession was planned and enacted, and the ark was carried on the poles by Levites as God had ordained. And not only that, but in verse 13 we read how there was a sacrifice of a bull and a fattened calf every six steps, a reminder that sacrifice is central to worship, and it's only through the shedding of blood that we can draw near to a holy God. And then in verse 14 we read how David danced before the Lord with all his might. You get the sense that there was this reverence and awe and somehow a more humble David that led the procession up to the city of David. So the ark made safe passage to Jerusalem 
and it was done the right way. So what are the lessons for us as we draw near to worship? What for us is the right and holy way to do this? I wonder whether any of you have had those sorts of moments of reality check where you've become aware of your own sinfulness, of the fact that we've fallen such a long way short of God's glory. Those are really uncomfortable times, aren't they? But so important for us to acknowledge and then to respond to. I remember a little while ago, I found myself involved in a very privileged ministry situation. I knew that God was with me, and I knew his blessing on me and through me. But I became aware that one particular decision I made, there was an element of pride creeping in. And actually, I didn't feel good about it. When I came to pray the next day, I felt very distant from God. And then as I thought back over the previous day and realized what had triggered it, I did what David did in Psalm 32. I didn't cover over my sin, but I simply acknowledged it before God and came to him asking for cleansing and healing. And you know, the transformation was immediate. It was just like I'd been washed clean and made new. And there followed one of the most intimate times of worship between just me and God that I think I've ever had on our office floor. It was just quite beautiful. We all mess up, all of us. And when we do mess up, you know, it's not difficult for God to put it right. But often the difficulty is the struggle that we have within ourselves to admit that we've messed up and to come to him open, raw, wounded, humbled to ask for his forgiveness but that's what he wants to do the writer to the Hebrews writes how God wants us to approach him with confidence to come with confidence to the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body to draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. I love the times of worship and celebration that we have here at St. Michael's. But I don't know about you, that sense of drawing near to God and of him drawing near to us. But sometimes it can almost feel as though we crash into God's presence and we perhaps don't take enough care to come with those hearts that are cleansed and forgiven. We need to remember that it's only by grace that we can come. Like David, God desires and deserves our worship, but we can only come to him on his terms. And his terms are Jesus, aren't they? It cost him dear to open for us that new and living way. We sing that song sometimes, I don't take what you give lightly, friendship instead of disgrace. So when we have moments like David where we're brought short and we need to acknowledge our brokenness, don't be, don't be afraid of those moments because as we're humbled by his mercy, we can come close and encounter the living God. So just back to David one last time. How must he have felt at the end of the day? Mission accomplished. The ark had made its way to Jerusalem and his heart was full of praise. He blessed the people and then he sent them home with gifts. And David went to his own home to bless his own household. But trouble awaited him there. 
His wife, Michal, who is the daughter of Saul, we read, when she'd seen him dancing before the Lord with all his might, had despised him in her heart. And now when he came home, she said, what was the king of Israel doing, disrobing himself in the sight of the slave girls? Well, David must have been taken aback and deeply saddened. But he stood his ground. What mattered to him was that he honoured God. And actually, he didn't care what anybody else thought of him. And the consequences for Michal were that she had no children in her life. So worship and holiness is not just about what we do or don't do. It's also about our hearts and how we respond to what others do or don't do. We're told in Proverbs to guard our hearts because it's the wellspring of life. And when we start passing judgment on others, we're on dangerous ground. There's a little verse in Romans 14 that comes back to me often that says, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he'll stand or fall, and he will stand, for God is able to help him stand. So how other people worship may not be our style, but we don't have to do it. We don't have to join in. But what we do need to do is to allow the Spirit of God in them to witness to the Spirit of God in us and enable us to draw near to God. I was reading in the week about that story of Moses coming down from the mountain when he'd met with God and his face was shining with the glory of God. And St. Paul tells us that our faces also reflect the glory of God as we're being transformed into his likeness. So rather than judging and despising the way others worship, why don't we seek to have um, humble hearts and to allow ourselves to be inspired by others in a way that enables us to draw near to God? So as we come to share communion together today, let's just take a moment to reflect on the state of our hearts to remember that God wants us to draw near. He's made a way for us to draw near. But we can only come to him on his terms. Let's pray together. Pray using these words of King David's. So 